When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Paige Catton from 2Fab. And I'm Fabian Garcia from TMZ. And as usual, a lot of movie news this week yes. and last week because we were out last week. Yes, so... a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into it, let's just mention some things we're not going to talk about. And we have a longer list than usual. We so do. We, we have, we have some honorable mentions. And honorable we'll mentions. So first off. We lost a couple stars this week. Yeah, big Robbie, movie stars. Robbie Coltrane, a.k.a. Hagrid, passed away. Hagrid, Hagrid right? Or is it Hagrid? Hagrid. Is it? It's oh my Hagrid. Gosh. Excuse me, Harry Get Potter Get out fans. of here. My oh, bad. my God. My right. heart. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought it was Hagrid. But anyway, <laughs> Robbie Coltrane has yes, passed. Very shows sad. that you like Harry Potter. The, um, the Harry Potter fandom is in yes. is mourning Oh, right yeah. I've watched sure. a lot of the movies over the weekend. Um, right. Angela Lansbury yes. passed away as well. The voice of Mrs. Potts. Yes. Big Disney. She wrote actress. Um, right. Huge in Hollywood. Yes, really big. Um, Ryan Johnson revealed that Daniel Craig's Knives Out character, Benoit? Benoit, Benoit yeah, the, the detective or The detective whatever, um, is, gay. Is, is gay. Which to me is like, who cares? It's like, I, I, I'm not watching the movies. Yeah. In, in, interested in his his sexual orientation or his relationships. I'm there for the murder mystery. I don't give a sh- I don't care that I mean, he's gay, some people, but whatever. Some of the so. memes were funny, though. People are like, okay, in that outfit, like we knew. Like, yeah, it was but, just kind of funny. Right. Yeah. Um. So this shocked me. Harrison Ford is joining the MCU. Yes, he is. He is going to be um, General Ross in Captain America or New World right. Order, Order. He's taking over from um, William Hurt, who, who passed, passed away. passed away, right. Yeah, who was in several... MCU films. And so apparently I'm, this is a big deal because I, I'm not all that into the fandom of uh, MCU and all that, but apparently this character at some point in the comics becomes, quote, Red Hulk. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that's the people are saying that this guy is, you know, at some point in the comics becomes like a different version of Hulk, and that presumably means that Harrison Ford could oh, become the I didn't new, know that. I know that Hulk his nickname yeah. is um, Thunderbolt, and he becomes the leader of the Thunderbolts. Okay, may, I might is, be mistaken, which but Which is going a lot to be of... the, they already announced Thunderbolts film, so that'll be right. interesting. Um, we'll see what I, happens. Either way, I'm just shocked that he agreed to do this. To be too. honest, like it's I not, think a lot of people seem right. It doesn't seem up his alley. No, um, and he's very cantankerous as a man. So because so there's a lot of memes going around with people people saying that oh. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm waiting for the hardcore nerd yes, interviewers. Yes, I've seen Asking them all this like deep fandom type question. <laughs> He's just gonna be looking at them dead in the eyes, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't yeah. care. Anyway, <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, this is very random. Um, there's gonna be a Twister sequel, and they're gonna yeah. call it Twisters. Yeah, it's like with an S. It's uh, they're hoping that Helen Hunt reprises her role. Obviously, um, Paxton has passed mm-hmm. away sadly, uh, but this is gonna be about their children and them kind of being the new. The new tornado slash yeah. twister chasers, and I love Twister. The I mean, all it's I know classic. is I remember it scared me as a kid. I don't it's remember very what scary. happened, it's a but great as a film. child, I was terrified. It's a classic. Um, this just broke, you know, shortly before we started our podcast. The new Creed trailer is That's out right. for Creed the three. Three, Creed three, featuring Jonathan Majors. You know, Adonis better watch out because yeah, yeah, Jonathan um, Majors, Michael Michael B. Jordan facing off against Jonathan Majors, and I, I don't I don't know if this is actually true or not, but I was reading that Jonathan Majors' character might be. Clubber Lane's son, because if you remember in, in Creed two, I believe that Michael B. Jordan, who is Apollo Creed's son, um, is fa- was facing off against uh, Drago's 
like from Rocky IV, mm-hmm. his son. So I don't know if they're doing a big son thing. I don't think Sylvester Stallone's going to be in this new Creed, but it looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, it looks very good. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Um, Ezra Miller pleads not guilty to felony burglar, the burglary case. Yes. Yeah, so basically the Ezra Miller discourse continues. Yeah. Um, they're they're plowing forward with that movie. We're going to get into some more Ezra news in a second. I'm, well, not really. I mean, basically there's a new report out saying that the Flash 2 script has already been written. Yeah, might as well just mention that Yeah, now, de- depending, that. Yeah, depending on how The Flash does uh, next year. But I don't they, think it's going to star Ezra Miller. We'll see. I don't know. Because it, there's it all reports kinda... that they already were going to be um, done with them after. Right, um, and Issa Rae Ray called out mm-hmm. Ezra Miller and just Hollywood at large for protecting them and basically protecting abusers. So... The saga continues. We will see what happens. Uh, anyway, what else? Yeah, we got? what else? So, um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio has gotten rave reviews. Yes, total 180 to the Disney's Pinocchio, right. which this I reviewed. A, this one's wild like a stop motion. Yeah. Apparently, he's taking a little bit of liberties with some of the story and stuff, but he, the people say it's more true to the original animated classic in terms of creepiness and some of the unsettling themes and as whatnot. We, as I discussed when we talked about this, when I reviewed the, the live action, how creepy, I don't remember the original being so creepy, right. then I rewatched it, I was like, oh my God, it's horrifying. Right. It's like for kids. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to see that. For um, sure. This was a very, another, um, buzz, talk about bizarre stories, Scarlett Johansson said that while filming her, the orgasm scene when she had to voice the the AI, yeah. that Joaquin Phoenix ran off set. Yeah, he when freaked she... out, couldn't handle it. Uh, and another kind of behind the scenes uh, yeah. story surfaced as well. Uh, the director of My Best Friend's Wedding, a classic Julia oh, Roberts movie. So good. Um, the director of that movie came out and said Russell Crowe actually read for the the co-lead part mm-hmm. as the male. Um, Dermot that, Malo- the one that Dermot Maloney? Yes, right. Maloney got it in the end. But yeah. he said that Russell Crowe read for the part and butchered it, did a complete terrible table read with Julia Roberts. Russell Crowe has come out and said there's no truth to this whatsoever. Mm. I never auditioned for that movie. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, what else um, do we have? T.J. Miller and Ryan Reynolds. Yes. After the whole back and forth, it seems that um, they, buried the they have buried the hatchet. This yeah. was after, if you didn't know, that T.J. Miller said that Ryan Reynolds was horrifically mean, mean to, to him. him. Yeah. Um, but then people were like, can't imagine why. You know, if, right. you, if you know, you know. TJ, um, yeah, exactly. Um, also, Liam Neeson's going to be in a naked gun reboot. Yes, Liam Neeson is basically replacing uh, Leslie Nielsen, the, the famously, yeah. uh, you know, uh, late actor who who was so good in comedy and all you know, like Airplane and all these like yeah. goofy movies where he basically plays a clueless detective. And at first, I was kind of curious about this casting because it kind of raised an eyebrow for me. I'm like, Liam Neeson doesn't seem to fit, but actually, he does because Leslie Nielsen plays such a straight man, straight man in a comedic sense. I mean, in the, all those like comedy movies, and I think Liam Neeson can pull it off too. Like he plays, he basically will be playing the straight man, and all these all this like ridiculous stuff will be happening around him. I think it's going to be funny. Very, very interested to see that. That's interesting. And then. Last but not least, this was kind of last week's news. We have to mention this because it was a big deal. Amsterdam bombed yes. in the box office and with critics. Yes, it's people say it's terrible. And I didn't, I didn't see it personally. Oh, I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to contribute and give David or Russell. Yeah, any money. I don't know if it's a David or Russell thing because he's been accused of Me Too type things. I don't a know if it's that. A lot of stuff. Yeah, or I don't know if it's that, or if it's just the movie didn't have good marketing. Good I think it was a combination, to be honest. And people, I feel like I, based on the trailer, I didn't know what the hell this movie was a about. A lot of people. Blamed the, it's mar- like, the it's trailer. A, it's a star-studded cast. De Niro's in there. 
uh, Rami Malik's in there. Yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy's in there. Yeah. Mike My- Taylor oh. Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift's in there. But the and like Swifties obviously Christian Bale, Margot yeah. Robbie, and, and everybody else. But like, don't even watch it anymore, right? Yeah. But I don't know what the movie's about. I had really no interest in it, and yeah. it sounds like nobody else did too. There was even so. a clip that been circulating on Twitter, and people are making fun of it. Did you see that from the movie? And people are saying it, it looks like that. a bad high school play. I did not see. Yes, that, but it, look I'm it not, up. I'm not surprised. And I, honestly, I'm just like, and it had that, even that scene had like the main cast, including right. Robert De Niro and Michael Myers in it. Uh, Mike, Myers. Mike, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. We're going to talk Michael Myers. L- in let, fact, let's just go. That's, that was that's the last great, one anyway. Great segue. <laughs> that's a great segue. Let's start with Show our, my mind We're not going to talk about these things at length, even though we just kind of did. But yep. we're going to start today with the big motion picture, <laughs> our main segment for the show. And we're going to talk about Halloween ends. Michael Myers. It was Mike V. Michael Myers, correct. And it was the big... <laughs> Big movie that was out this yeah. weekend, and it really uh, it did well at the box office. Under it under um, it undershot expectations. I think it only pulled in like forty million or forty one million dollars. Was expected to earn fifty to fifty five. Correct, and so it didn't really it didn't hit the box office numbers they thought. People are blaming that on the Peacock same day releases theaters. There's a lot of the controversy, day date, yeah. right? Day and date. Uh, but let's actually just talk about the movie. We both okay. saw it. I know that you're not knee deep on the Halloween franchise. Uh, but this movie is very divisive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I, know that. I've seen that all over yes, film Twitter. Yes, it's yeah. very divisive. I am torn up about it personally because there's some parts of this movie that I like, but overall, I did not like the movie. I'm in the I'm in the camp of how could they end the Michael Myers saga, if you will, on this type of note. And uh, by the way, spoilers ahead. So if you don't yeah, want to, if you don't want to ruin it, ahead for sure. this movie's been out. Whatever, we're gonna talk about it. Look, so they kill Michael Myers. They kill off Michael Myers, Jamie Lee Curtis. They have like a little showdown like in the last like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, which is what the entire trailer was all about. Glad all- you mentioned that. The trailers made it seem like it was this big showdown and it was in the last 15 minutes. Yeah, so the, the marketing was obviously misleading because they were trying to hide what this movie is actually about. Um, but yeah, well, before we get to that, yeah. I want to mention Michael Myers. It, it, I felt like this movie was really a disservice to both him as a character and obviously Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, Laurie Strode. Even though Laurie Strode was a badass at the end, it was great. She killed Michael, slits his throat, throws him in the big grinder, the big car compactor, whatever Whatever. it was. Michael Myers seems very much to be dead. Um, I was reading, actually, that uh, the... um, the Mustafa family, which is they're the the owners of the rights of Michael Myers, they're the ones that initially financed the first Michael Myers movie, the oh, first wow, Halloween. It's like they're like a Middle Eastern family. They come from a lot of money, but they've owned the rights to the Michael Ma- Myers uh, franchise and his image and everything for years now. Um, I've heard this is a rumor, but for years I've heard that they've had clauses in all their Michael, all the Michael Myers movies that Michael cannot die, he cannot be killed. Um, so it's interesting that they actually killed him off now. I'm not sure if those rights have expired or lapsed yeah. or something, but Michael seems very much dead. Obviously, they're going to reboot the franchise again, just like they always do. Yeah. And I think they're, I don't know if they're going to bring back like a, a different kind of Michael Myers or the same Michael Myers and just ignore everything they've already, because they do that a lot. They've ignored past entries for this latest trilogy. Um, but I just thought it was a disservice because, as you mentioned, uh, Michael's barely in this movie. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers is barely in this movie, gets hardly any screen time. What this movie's actually about, as it turns out, is this character named Corey Cunningham, mm-hmm. who basically is the the copycat serial killer. He's, he's a wannabe Michael Myers. Basically, he's a troubled guy. He's he's blamed for the death of some kid that he's babysitting right at the beginning, which I thought was a great opening, by the way. That was a good opening. I thought it was a good opening. Right? A good yeah. opening. And throughout the movie, he becomes a pariah in Haddonfield, right? And you kind of start to see that he starts going down a dark path, right? Yeah. And then he... 
He's starting to get bullied and stuff by like some band kids. It's so ridiculous because Corey is like a twenty, like an early twenty-something-year-old man. And those are high schoolers. Yeah, they're high schoolers. <laughs> he's getting bullied by a bunch of high I school know, loser band weird. kids. Yeah, whatever. So then he he stumbles across Michael Myers hiding in the sewer, you know, Pennywise style, basically, which is ridiculous. Michael Myers was about to kill him, but doesn't kill Corey. He looks into his eyes. I think people are saying Michael sees some sort of evil in him that he like, sees in himself. Flashes. Right. Yeah. Or that or Michael's transferring his evil to Corey. Oh. That's what people are saying too, that Corey's getting possessed by the spirit of Michael Myers. Whatever. The, the point being, he doesn't evil. kill Corey. Corey starts befriending Michael kind of and starts feeding him victims, taking people down there so Michael can kill them, regain his strength. Because I remember at the end of Halloween Kills, I don't know if you saw that one, but at the end of Halloween Kills, which was the second entry, Halloween takes, or, oh, sorry, Michael Myers takes a huge beating from like a like a wild picket, uh, like from a wild crowd, basically. So anyway, Michael and Corey team up. They go on a killing spree, and then Corey takes Michael's mask, kind of beats him up, which is absolutely ridiculous. Michael Myers being wrestled that way by a guy who's like five nine or whatever. Michael Myers is like a six footer at least. He's like six one, six two. And the fact that he was taken down by Corey Cunningham, some punk kid, takes his mask. He starts becoming the new Michael. He goes on a little killing spree of his own. Um, and at the end, he ends up dying dying when, when Michael comes back and kills him and everything. So it's I, I want to say that, that the ending was butchered. The execution of everything was butchered. But I did like the idea of introducing a new mm -hmm. Michael Myers-esque killer. Because, you know, it's, it's true. Like, Michael Myers as an entity or whatever, he can't continue forever. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like he, what is he, like 60, Yeah, 70? that's what I'm saying. Like, at a certain point, it, it starts getting ridiculous. Yeah. Like, how's this dude still alive? Right. So I, I was for the idea of passing on the baton to somebody else, potentially. But what they should have done with the whole Corey Cunningham storyline was they should have introduced Corey from part one, had him be the boyfriend from part one, and they should have slowly showed him getting more evil and evil and kind of becoming the new Michael and paying it off at the end. That would have been a good, a great, a great way to end it. Um, and actually letting him become the new Michael Myers. Uh, that's not what they did though. They run, yeah. they basically, threw they, they threw a wrench in at the very end, introduced him at the very end. It was a rush story, a rush plot uh, Yeah, and plot he fell line. in love with Lori's granddaughter. Granddaughter. That so was that, that. That felt so ridiculous too. And, no. and she was enamored with him. And yeah. And I'm like, they're both outcasts. He's a freaking psycho. Right. She's like, I, I so like, so again, so yeah. Corey Cunningham basically takes the spotlight in this movie. Is is briefly the new Michael Myers. Lori Strode and Michael Myers themselves are pretty much sidelined throughout this movie, yeah. and then they have a little showdown at the end. But a lot of fans are disappointed in this movie, and yeah. I can I can totally understand why. Also, it wasn't scary, and you can speak to that too, right? Like, you're not into horror movies. Mm -hmm. This movie lacked scares and thrills, and I would argue that, like, the, the Halloween franchise in the past, like, decade really hasn't been scary. Um, it's been more campy, like, serial killer slasher shit, but this movie, they, they need to, if they reboot the franchise again, they gotta get back to the roots of the suspense and the, the terror. That's really what it's about. It's not so much about the, the jump scares and the killing and the gore. It's more about the fact that this guy's stalking people. This guy's going around, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. creepiness, the creepiness of the original has been lost in this franchise for a long time. This this last movie went out with a whimper in my opinion and that's pretty much my, my whole thoughts. And I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, I mean, I, like as you mentioned, I'm not like a big, as I've mentioned on the show several right. times, I'm not a huge, um, on the podcast, I'm not a huge uh, horror film um, person, but I do, I've been seeing more and more, um, more recently. Um, I had seen the Halloween 2018 version, which I actually saw with you in right, theaters. Right. You remember that? And yes. I was like scared shitless. Yes, yes. That's why. And I had, oh, even that one wasn't scary. I though. was scared in that one, okay? What? And okay. then, 
And then I, well, not like really scared, but a little bit. And then I didn't see Halloween Kills, but that's why I asked you. I go, oh, is Halloween and scary? And you're like, it's not scary. And it wasn't scary because Michael wasn't in it. No, that's why, and that's the first thing I told Brian um, at Two Fab, um, our um, supervising producer. He yeah, is a, a, big a big horror, horror guy, guy. Yeah. and I said I really thought it was going to be scary, and it wasn't because Michael was barely in it. And he actually mentioned that he thought it would have been better if they had Corey in the beginning of the trilogy as yes, well. He mentioned that better. same point, um, which honestly I feel like it just it was again saying this as someone who isn't a fan. I don't really have much to like, you know, really creds to really go off of right. here, but. I just, I totally agree with what people were saying because it didn't make any sense to me. I right. really, it's not what I expected. I it mean, it was a I, huge curveball, like, save for the very end, which yeah. is a terrible way to end. So it's supposed I, to be the end of Michael Myers, yeah. and that's how you end it with him and barely I thought in the it movie. Was so, I thought it was kind of corny. Maybe you didn't feel this way because, again, I haven't seen the other ones, but when, like, the whole town was, like, holding him. It was ridiculous. That was corny, right? It was hella ridiculous. Yes, it was basically was like, a presidential motorcade at yes, the end. Yes, and I was to... like, how did they, first of all, how did they all know that, right. that they suddenly had to follow yeah, the, yeah. the car? Like, it's that was so, and they had them, like, tied to the car. I'm like, this is weird. It's absurd. I think it would have been better if it was, like, just Lori. Yeah. And maybe even Alice. Is that her daughter, Allison? Allison, the yeah, granddaughter, right? Yeah, and ju- the granddaughter. And just like, and then also, as Brian pointed out, Kyle Richards was like nowhere to be found. At Kyle the Richards' end. character is meaningless. I know. Frankly. I know but people, I still... people love the fan service for her, but I don't yeah. give a shit about Kyle Richards. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're going to move on to our next segment, which is the Hollywood hoedown. There we go. Woo-woo. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so. Let's talk about this. Very this excited is actually, this about is this. is equally as big, I would argue, as Halloween ends. Big news. Superman, take it away. Yeah. What do we got? Okay, so thanks to The Rock, Henry Cavill is officially coming back as Superman. Yes, So, spoiler alert, we have not seen Black Adam yet. It's coming out this weekend. Right. It's getting really good reviews so far yes, so I'm, i was not gonna lie i wasn't super stoked about it but now i'm much more excited right but um, the movie's already been screened it's already been screened and there's been and some things that have been leaked yes in the post credit scene yes henry cavill returns to superman in the post credit scene which the rock has even spoken about right that kind he's of been teasing, teasing more, yeah more than teasing he's basically just been he's laying basically it out confirmed it yeah, already he's confirmed um, it very much so and then there was a awesome Hollywood Reporter article yesterday talking about all these D- DC announcements, including um, like the Flash Two, as we had mentioned. Right. Um, but it's been revealed that Henry Cavill is officially coming back as Superman in yes. the DCU, um, the um, DC Universe. The Man of Steel Two is already being written. It is. And essentially, it's all thanks to The Rock. So basically, right. we already knew that he had pushed for Black Adam to have its own movie and for not sure. be with Shazam. Right. And now we're learning that he really, he had expressed that he really wanted um, Black Adam to face off against Superman. And not only that, but I think he was also pushing specifically for Henry Cavill. The Rock, yeah. the Rock wanted, he wanted Black Adam to face off against Superman in their own kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I th- I'm not sure if this was specifically mentioned in the article, but it seems that he was specifically pushing for yes. Henry Cavill so to come back. so that's what has been mentioned. So, as a lot of people know that have followed this DC mess. Yes. Um, the it has outgoing... been ever since they they fused with Discovery, yeah, it's been a It's a hot mess. So yeah. the outgoing DC press, Walter Hamada, did not want 
Superman, Henry Cavill as Superman in the DCU. Yes, and, and we should mention the reason for that. Walter Hamada is, has been the biggest pain in the ass, it seems, yeah. based on this article. Um, he's been very anti-Henry Cavill, yes. very anti-Ben Affleck back as Batman. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because uh, Walter Hamada has wanted to... He wants DC slash Warner Brothers to move on from the Zack Snyder era. Yeah. Because and we there was a lot of reporting on that earlier this year too, that like Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers were at war at certain points yeah. as he was making his new Justice League movie and whatnot. Which we discussed a little bit about it. We did, we podcast, did talk yeah. about it for sure. Um so Walter Hamada had a lot of sour grapes over Zack Snyder stuff, and he just wanted to be done with yes. everything Zack Snyder, including Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, everybody else. So But The Rock, but Walter Hamada. By the way, his final week is this week. Mm -hmm. He's leaving, thank God, frankly. Um, but The Rock wanted Superman back. He wanted Henry Cavill back. He wanted Black Adam to face Henry Cavill as Superman. Walter Hamada said, said no. no. So The Rock was like, well, I'm going to go around you. Yes. So he went to other two other Warner Brothers Pictures exec, execs. Bi hot, these, are, these are big shots, ab above too. Above him, yes. I believe. Above, I don't know if they're, uh, they're either above or, or right equal. on par. Yeah. yeah, equal. Either way, people that get stuff they had, done. They had decision They had power. the power. Yes. Yeah. So um, in the film, I believe, was already finished when he went to do this. They did reshoots. And they did reshoots. Last month. Last Literally last month. month. It's insane. With Henry Cavill to have him in as a post credit scene. Yes. And then now... That little push, happening. that little push, he's back in the DCEU. Yeah, back so with DC. yeah, exactly what you said. They that uh, the Rock went around Walter Hamada, flexed his lobbying power yeah. broker Hollywood muscles, and said, "Fuck you, I'm going to get Henry Cavill back in here one way or another." It seems Henry Cavill also wanted to come back. It's also sorry, real quick. I was just going to yeah, I was Go going to say they 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 did reshoots in September, literally like a like less than a month ago, it seems. Uh, and they went into they said furious negotiations. They were like mm -hmm. in a, like in a rounds of negotiations. And now, not only is, and that's the thing, like the fact that it's leaked that Superman is going to be at the end credit yeah. scene, um, that obviously opens the question, like, well, what does this mean? What yeah. does this mean? Is, is he back? Is he not back? Now we know for sure. Henry Cavill is back as Superman. He's going to be, he's going to have his own Man of Steel 2 sequel, which I think may actually overlap with Black Adam. I think that movie's going to have them fighting. Or, or I don't know, maybe not. Maybe, maybe Henry Cavill will have his own entry as Man of Steel 2, which frankly, the fandom for years has said that they needed a proper Man of Steel 2 yep. movie, which I totally agree with, because Batman versus Superman was trash. So uh, bad. It was. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to do Man of Steel 2 on its own, let Superman have his own movie to himself, and then another movie where he faces Black Adam, or if they're just going to jump straight to the battle of Black Adam versus Superman in the Man of Steel 2. We will see. Um, I, think um, there, I think they'll probably be... Um you know, A Man of Steel 2 and then Black Adam versus Maybe, Superman. Why not? And then Black Adam versus Shazam is in, in there as yes, well. Yes, why not? Crank them out. Crank you know, out honestly, those movies. I thought what's really interesting is that The Rock's manager is his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, who also represents Henry Cavill. Yes, that's how I he was able was to get this done. kind of cool. And I was like, obvious. So I think... It definitely seems like Henry Cavill had been like in The Rock had been chatting about this. And I The think Rock so was too. like, and I think what I love about this more than anything is that I obviously love when stars and actors are so passionate about their films. Yes. But The Rock took this to another level. He From did. From the beginning, he was like, I want Black Adam to do this. Yes. I want Henry Cavill in yes. it, and I'm going to do whatever it means necessary. Yes. And he even said, um, he was asked about um, whoever's going to become like the new DC president, like, do you have advice for them? I forgot what Variety asked him on the red carpet of Black Adam. And he said, the <clears> best <throat> position that I could be for DC is one as an advisor where I can help. I love DC. It's in my blood. Yes. And I that. I love it too. And there was a we, we talked about this at first when when the story came out that The Rock lobbied for his own Black Adam movie. Yeah, he caught a little bit of backlash from certain Which people. Which we had discussed. Yeah, we did. Who basically said, "Oh my God, what a what a snob, what a what a baby, yeah. like what a what a jerk kind of thing. Like who do you think you are? Super entitled." 
The Rock, first of all, he has that type of power in Hollywood. Yeah. I'm all for him flexing it, and that he, he, The Rock, is now beyond acting. He's he's in producer mode. Yeah. He's in full blown producer mode. He's in power broker mode. I fucking love it. Yeah. I love the fact that he flexed on this and made it happen. And those like diehard like. Um, Henry Cavill and by the, the fans, fans like, want this. Yes, the fans want yeah. this. I don't know why Walter Hamada has been, had his head in the I sand. Like, he's an idiot. I know the he's fans have been dying yes. for this. And I just want to say one last thing. That um, what was I going to say? Oh, the the bigger the bigger point of this story about you know the Rock and all these things is that. DC right now is a is a is a vacuum of management. Yeah. It's a power. It's a land grab, mm-hmm. and the Rock has grabbed his big piece of land. And I'm all for that because yeah. like, it's unfortunate that DC uh, Warner Brothers Discovery now is so mismanaged that they can't figure it out. It's and a just hot fucking it's mess. a hot mess. But you know what though? That's what happens in a vacuum. People reach and rip yeah. and get what they want, and that's what's happening right now. The Rock is getting what he wants. Um, James Gunn is getting his own yes. thing. There's a uh, there's a lot of people more that are Batman sequels. There's more Batman, Batman sequels. Batman spinoffs with so Matt Reeves. Yeah, so basically they're just powering through this thing, and I love to see it. it just means more for, DC content, and I'm all about it. For the first time in a long time, after the whole Batgirl right. cancellation, the Ezra Miller drama, right. I have never felt so optimistic about DC. I agree, and I'm like, I agree. finally, I agree. And they don't they don't need their own Kevin Feige, in my opinion. They don't just let I mean let, let each, the rock. No, let I mean the rock can be let an advisor. the directors. Yeah, let exactly let, let the directors Matt Reeves. let them do their yeah. vision. Let them do what they want. Yeah, and honestly, like, look, people will come out to see these movies. Yeah. it's good. They're gonna kill the box office. It's not yeah. a risk anyway. Yeah, good stuff. And yeah. then we're gonna end with the last segment, which is what'd you see. What'd you think? think? And um, this one, actually, I want to take a little bit of time on because I saw the Till movie, Mm -hmm. the Emmett Till movie um, with Jalen Hall. Um, It was really good. And uh, it kind of stayed with me a little bit. Um, So I I don't know how much you, I'm sure you know about the Emmett Till story, obviously. Everybody does. It's it's American history. But to me, like prior to seeing the movie and seeing it depicted and everything, um, the Emmett Till story for like the longest time, ever since I heard about it, like back in high school and stuff, um, it's always felt like mythical to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's always had this kind of mythical urban legend type of uh, feeling, kind even of though like obvi- out of reach. Sort of, sort of like of it's, I, obviously you yeah. know what happened, and the photos are there, and you can see exactly what happened to him. But even then, it still felt so far removed. I it feel, felt so I, I old. I totally get what you mean. And it yeah. felt very far removed, mm-hmm. and almost like as if I couldn't even really imagine that it actually happened, even though you know it obviously did. It always just felt so outside of like, reality a little mm-hmm. bit. And now that they're depicting it in a film. Showing you Emmett Till before he dies. Who is this kid? What was he about? What was his personality like? And Jalen Hall, I got to say, just he brought Emmett Till to life. And I um, heard the actress that's the mom is incredible. Oh my god, I I, I feel so bad because her name is escaping me at the moment. I've heard she's been getting some best actress she, buzz. She has. Yeah. And she, if she gets a nomination, I would not be surprised. She was incredible. But basically, um, you know, he he's in Chicago. He's a mm-hmm. Chicago kid, fourteen years old, very much a city boy, big personality, very out there. Um, and then he goes to the South in Mississippi with his cousins hanging out for, I think a weekend or maybe a week or something. And then he runs into this store and he runs into this woman who, a white woman who, and the thing is the, the whole, the whole lore of it, right. Is that Emmett Till allegedly whistled at this white woman in the store. And then later, either that night or the next day or something, um, friends and or family members of hers came to his uncle's house pulled the kid out of the house. It was like a gang of guys took him, this 14-year-old boy, took him somewhere out in the woods or out to their property or whatever, beat him terribly, uh, tortured him, and then shot him dead. Shot him in the head, left him dead for it, left him for dead in the river. He was missing for a while. Um, his mom was making, you know, a lot of noise, trying to get yeah. a lot of trying to get attention to this. They finally find his body. 
Uh, he was horribly disfigured. Um, his mom sees all that. And then she holds uh, like an open casket funeral for him and it makes national news because he's just, he's a destroyed, his body's destroyed. Seeing in the, in the movie, because they don't, they never like give you a full straight on shot yeah. of his face, but you see like side shots and it's just as, 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 as um as terrible as the real photos are, the way they depicted it in the movie, they they show you more than just his face. They show you his hands, his body, and like there's a scene, the scene where they actually come and get him. Like it honestly gave me chills because yeah. like when you hear about it and it actually happens and it plays out in the movie, they break in, and you're thinking about it because it's so sad because the uncle, the mom in the movie. Uh, Emmett Till was at his uncle's house with his cousins, right? And, yeah. and, and, and at one point in the movie, the mom comes to the uncle, who's like an older guy. She's like, what the fuck happened? Why did you let this happen? How could yeah. you let them take my son? There was like, there's two guys that showed up with a gun. You have a gun too. And there was like more able-bodied men yeah. technically in this house than there were here to take him. Why didn't you try to stop this? And it's so sad because he goes, you know, Look, like if you think about it in this context, it makes sense. Like, and everybody wants to play hero and like, oh, I would that would never, yeah. I would never let that happen. He's like, I had to make a decision between your son or my own, and I chose my own. I'm sorry, and it's yeah. so so heartbreaking. Oh. Um, but then they take Emmett Till, and then they don't. Sh thank God they don't actually show it because that'd be t way too much and gratuitous. But they, they, sh they, there's a shot of where they supposedly take Emmett Till. It's like somewhere on their barn or wherever. And you hear that the that she focuses the shot. It's a wide shot on the outside, but you hear what's happening inside, and you hear them like beating him, and the kids like screaming and crying. It's, it's just so oh much. Um, it was powerful. It was powerful, yeah. and um, it's a it's a movie that kind of flew under the radar this season. It's gotten some buzz, and I'm curious to see if any nominations come of it. But with Halloween and everything, it kind of just got swept under the rug. Very good movie. I highly recommend. I think it's people. only in limited theaters right it's now. In, right? It might be. It might be a limited release. But yeah. it's if it's in your town, Definitely go see it because it's it's important and um it stayed with me. It was, yeah. it was it was good and it, yeah. it was um it was yeah. Anyway, so that's what I saw. What'd you see? Very different film. Yes, completely yes. different. So I watched Rosalind, the okay. Hulu romantic comedy starring starring Caitlin Deaver. It's yes. a comedic retelling of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet from the point of view of Romeo's ex Rosalind. Mm. So in um. In the, the tragedy of Romeo and Juliet, she's mentioned as like Romeo's love for Juliet, his ex, ex, his ex yeah. but there, she's not in it. Right. Okay? So There's it's no like, elaboration yeah, on her so character. It's, it's right. not, it's, Romeo and Juliet's story's in there, but it's like totally just kind of, it's hard to explain in the background, but it is absolutely hilarious. So Rosalind is Juliet's cousin, mm. and basically she tries to break them up, um, Romeo mm. and Juliet up, and then she kind of has like this enemies to lovers thing with this other guy, okay. and it's just so much, and it's, and they made it so it's not only like a modern retelling and a new story, but it's also has more like modern humor and they don't really have, ac they don't have accents or anything. It's, you know, it's not a tragedy. Of course, it's completely different. And, um, they even had modern music in there, like some like, you know, modern songs. That's not just like classical music right, or anything. Right. And it was just, it was genuinely funny. It was so much fun. Um, right. I love a good modern retelling. Like sure. I love anything with it's modern It's an interesting spin. idea to kind of Interesting like, idea. Yeah, Apparently yeah, yeah. it's best uh, based on a book actually, but um, it was so great. And they also changed the ending to Romeo and Juliet and they even like oh. poked fun at it. So okay. like quick spoiler. Um, so, you know, obviously Romeo and Juliet, you know, Romeo sees that Juliet's asleep and he thinks she died. So then he kills himself. Mm. Well, like they basically are like Rosalind is saying she's not dead. She's just asleep. Oh, my god. Yeah, gosh. it's just really it's, it's like really funny. Kind yeah. of just like pokes fun at that. Right. And um, they get a happy ending. But there's, you know, who it, gets a happy ending? Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. OK. 
Okay. Yeah. That's, I don't like that, but all right. Well, I mean, it's a different kind of happy ending. I, I mean, like I they do. them dead, but I'm okay. just kidding. They don't die. It's a romantic <laughs> comedy. They don't die. Right, right, right. right. Um, they don't die. Um, but it's uh, it's it was a does blast. Does she end up with somebody at the end herself? She does. Or? Okay, good. With the new her. with with the new guy, Rosalind right. does. Um, and he's this kind of they have like this enemies to lovers kind of trope, which I love that. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like because she's very like doesn't want to marry and she yeah, doesn't want to yeah, yeah. doesn't want to reach marriage and she's kind of like you know very independent and right, he's kind right. of like. It's it's great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I'd watch it again. And there was even like some of the humor was so just you just wouldn't I, I, I would forget that it was actually based on, you know, Shakespeare in a way, right, you know, right. when like one time like Lord Capulet's like, what the hell is that? Like, you know, it's something that would just obviously that's not Shakespeare. Right, like it was right. just really funny. That's, that's what makes it funny. That that's the fact it that so it funny. deviates so much from the yeah, original I mean, like language even, and everything. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. like you see some of they also poke fun at like when Romeo's like talking to Juliet, like on the. Um, when she's on the balcony and yeah, stuff, yeah, and like yeah. he says this stuff, and she's like, "What?" Like yeah, it's yeah. just like it's, it's so ridiculous, you know. My moon and stars, more the crap he right, says. Right. Um, Deaver was great as Rosalind. I've seen her other stuff. She's an awesome actress. Um, there was some other great cast members. Minnie Driver was in it, and mm. she was hilarious. Nice. Um, yeah, I highly recommend. It was fun. Okay. I loved Very it. cool. Hulu's loved got it. some good stuff. Hulu has some good stuff. And we'll talk more streaming movies in the future. But with that, we will leave you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, yeah, and we will. Oh, by the way, stream us. Yes, stream us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon. We're on the website, we're on YouTube. And yes, we will check in with you guys next time. See ya. Take it easy.